Somebody came up with this years ago. So now you're finally sounding good. Now watch. They said, God is good. And the other person said, all the time. Amen. And then somebody came and flipped it and said, all the time? That means he's good right now. It don't matter what's going on. He's good and good now. <laughs> You have to get the covenant mindset. Where no matter what's going on, no, God is on my side. Yeah, he may whip my butt, but he's on my side. See, see, my amen got weak there. Say, he may whip my behind, but he's still on my side. Yay! You just let your heart go, and boom, you're in the presence of God. spirit. I'm all in. Don't matter what's going on. I'm all in. How many of you are all in? 
Hallelujah. Because anywhere you have a reserve, that's where Satan will go and hide. <laughs> you tell him this house is occupied and there's no room for anybody else. Glory to God. Lord, we celebrate you this morning. Thank you for Johnny Mercies. Thank you for Glory for USA. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your miracles. We give you praise and we welcome you in your house. And thank you for these minstrels you use to bring down the glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, that you are among us. Hallelujah. Come on, resurrection. I say the Lord is among us. Glorify your great name, O oh Lord, that we might glorify you. We give you the glory and the praise in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen. These uh, communion messages I'm doing now, it may be uncomfortable for some of you based on whatever issues you may be dealing with, but they're actually lifesavers. If you get a hold of these things, you will see that Satan can never snatch your destiny. Unfortunately, many people don't recognize that they have a destiny in God. You may think, well, what destiny do I have? I don't have a pulpit ministry. But you're amazed that your pulpit is where God has placed you. And that there are so many people assigned to you who are supposed to come to God because of you. That's the fruit that God is looking for from your life. I believe that the church was sold, uh, I don't know what you all would call it. Okay, bill of goods, whatever. They, they just told half truth. And they told you about God answering your prayer. Jesus says, anything I ask the Father in my name, I'll do it. They told you all about those things, but they didn't, you didn't read and they didn't tell you that he said now, I will answer your prayer if you bear fruit for me. Amen. But if I look at you and look at all the investments I've already made and I'm not getting anything from you, I'll have no time for that prayer you're praying. Amen. Hallelujah. You must ask yourself, who was touched this week through me? Who did God reach? What light did I turn on anywhere? What is God getting for all you have already received? Or do you put out your hand every week and say, more, more, more? <laughs> okay, let, let me read it to you. It's very familiar that you can read right through. Look at John 15, and then I'll get back to my message. Because I do these things by the Holy Ghost. All right. Even some of the heavy things he said in John 15, the church has by and large ignored. So let me read the whole thing to you. You see, 
how conditional these things are, but yet we operate in them as if they are automatic. Look at this. I am the vine, true vine, and my father is the husbandman. Watch. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit. He said he takes stuff, people away. If God keeps investing in you and you keep producing nothing, Isn't it in red? So you should be asking yourself every week, who came to Christ through me? Who did I get out of depression? Who did I save from suicide? Hallelujah. Whose eyes did I open? Oh, Lord. Fire in this place. I just heard myself saying it, so I uttered it out loud. I set fire on your lazy tail. That this week you're going to bear much fruit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody must hear about my Lord this week. Some devil must run because I showed up. A miracle will happen. Hallelujah. Usually you don't bear fruit because you are into yourself on what's going on with you. So somebody could be dying next to you. You don't even know this. Because you're believing God for this or that or you're into some little heart or whatever. It's amazing how much time we waste in this country. Powering and hey, if even not for Jesus, because God hasn't changed, God would have killed off most people in this country. Because Israel did not do half as much as we're doing, so we're encountering fierce oppositions on the trail now. So, and I was thinking about this and thinking about that, and the Lord said to me, "You're an apostle." He said, those that went before you, after they healed the sick and worked miracle, he said, they were beaten. They were thrown in jail. They suffered all kinds of things. And instead of going into depression, they started celebrating that God found them worthy to be partakers. Hey, there's somebody here. <laughs> He said they were celebrating. They were not in depression. They were not mourning. I'm wondering if the anointing or the glory has lifted from them. They started thanking God that he counted them worthy. Lord, you trusted us that we can go through this and not deny you. <laughs> and in America, you can't handle a comment. And people are celebrating with their backs torn and bleeding that they were counted worthy. <laughs> so I laughed at myself. I said, oh, you know, we're talking about rain falling and this happening and that happening because you're accustomed to, in Jesus' name, rain, stop! <laughs> and it stops. Hallelujah. What, what state were we, you know? 
when the rain came. You guys were already at the capital. Bismarck, that's not North Dakota. I was so tired. I said, Lord, I don't feel like a fight today. I don't feel like fighting any rain. I said, I told uh, Pastor Venezer, who was with me, I said, now, tell the leaders to come on back. We'll catch it, not to go the next time. And then the Lord said, at least ask me to stop the rain if you don't want to fight. <laughs> I said, okay, then stop the rain. And you know, the rain stopped. The sun came out. No, I want, I want you to get the reality of it. You know, I tell both sides, you know, yeah. when I'm strong and when I'm weak. Yeah? Watch. The leaders were already in, in the Uber, coming back. Amen. And I turned them back again. Amen. I said, go back to the capital. I'm coming. Amen. Hey. Amen. All right. Okay. You, you, some of you missed the punchline. You notice, I was weak. But then when he answered me, I said, go on back, I'm back. <laughs> Ooh, come on, Rochelle, give me five. Huh? <laughs> I said, go on back, I'm, I'm coming. Hallelujah. And the sun came out. It was raining cats and dogs. Hey. Ah, glory to God. Anyway, if God is correcting me, then what would he say about you? Okay. Well, let me run on because this is not what I came to preach. I'm doing this right here, right now. Okay, now watch, watch. He says, Every branch in me that beareth no fruit, he take it away. Who believes that? The preacher is not telling you that. But Jesus is telling you, if my father is not getting fruit for all his investment, it's going to separate from you. So many people don't know why they kneel down. They can't hear from God. He's telling you, I'm not pleased with what you're doing. I'm looking for fruit from you. Watch. Now you are clean through the word which I have spoken to you. Ooh, look at this. Is that this is how you clean your life up? You measure yourself by the amount of fruit you're producing. So when you look and see that you're not producing any fruit, you start making changes immediately. I need to stir up the gift of God in me. Hallelujah. You already have the gift in you. Yeah. Don't listen to the devil telling you, well, I'm not apostle, or I'm not this, I don't have a title. Well, you don't need any of that. Actually, thank God you don't, you don't have any of that. Because that, all, that is, all that does is to put you up as a target to be shot at. At least you'll be a, a, a warrior in disguise. <laughs> he said, you're clean through the word I have spoken unto you. Abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine, no more can ye. Then he shows you the other side of the thing. The reason, he says, 
I will separate from you is because if you are connected to me, he said, you will produce fruit. Your lack of fruit is not just laziness. He says, because you are not in tune with me. Amen. I'm not feeding you. You, you. We are not in communion. He said, for without me, you can do nothing. If a man abide not in me, look at this. He is cast forth as a branch and is, he said, the guy with us. And men gather them, cast them into the fire. And they are, uh -huh. he said, that's when God will turn the heat up through people. See, that's when you know that he has disagreed with you for a long time, but you won't change. Then he will cause somebody to do something. Amen. Signaling to you, I've had just about it all I can have. Yeah, yeah. See, last Sunday, I showed you, see how he brought me right back into my message. I showed you why there are very few sons of God on the earth. Because he said all creation are waiting for sons of God to show up. Then where are the sons of God with all the believers everywhere speaking in tongues? He said the reason there are no sons of God is because God cannot correct his people. Because sons can take correction. Watch. And this morning, as tired as I am, I'm praying a lick. I just went to bed and woke up. I said, Lord, carry me today. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Watch. I am getting ready to come to church. He said to me, when you see a man who cannot take correction, he's telling you that I can't correct them either. But my mercy and grace has been covering it. And they look legitimate. But once you correct them, you know how they've been treating me. So that's how you know who is who. Correct them. And whatever that's in them will show up. He said, that's why there are a few sons of God on the earth. Because he said, if I cannot correct you, you're a bastard to me. And not my son. Jesus says, if you don't produce fruit, it means that you're not in me. You're in yourself. Amen. You're in your pride. Amen. You're in your intellect. Amen. You're in your money. Amen. Or lack thereof, because believers, hallelujah. <laughs> Let me move on on the money one. <laughs> Watch. You, you're in your degrees. I told you I went to a church. The pride was so suffocating. And I told them, can you all go back out? Everybody just go out. Whatever your degree is, check it in at the door. And then return into church as sons of God. And then God will show up. Amen. This is not a house of devils. It's a house of prayer. It's a house of glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He said, when two or three are gathered together in my name, because of me, not because of anything else. You didn't come to politics. You didn't come to network. You didn't come to get married. You didn't come to, you know, connect for business. You came because of him. Amen. You came to worship. Hallelujah. Amen. 
Glory to God. Hallelujah. He says, you know, you know. Because when a man cannot handle anything you're telling them from the word of God, know that they've been doing that to me, he says. It's just my grace covering it. And they look legitimate. That's the kingdom of God. That's the word of God. Jesus says, if you abide not in me, you say you're cast forth as a branch. And you're withered. And men will gather you. Amen. That's what I'm telling you. When your stuff gets into the hand of man, then you know that God has had enough. He said, men will gather you and throw you in the fire. Yeah. But God has a long patience. He will wait for you. He'll forgive you. He will cover you. But whenever he's had enough, he will let a man get involved to show you publicly what has been there privately. That's why we don't have sons of God. Because when you correct a son of God, immediately, they repent. We were... Even on Glory Fall, as soon as we got to Alaska, we were waiting on the second Uber to come. I took one of my leaders aside, and I told him this, that, and the other. And then, he, they didn't respond. And then, as soon as we landed last night in Atlanta, I've, actually, I was leaving. And then, I saw him waving. I thought he was waving at me. The Holy Spirit said, no, he's trying to get you to stop. So I stopped. I said, what is it? He said, my ride didn't show up. So I'm trying to get a ride from you. And I told him what happened. And he said to me, how do you hear from God like this? How can you just hear on your feet all the time? He said, I went to the Lord and said, Lord, this is not fair. How can he be hearing from you like this? And I keep praying and praying. And I'm trying to hear something. And I'm not hearing anything. And the Lord said to him, you are not the leader. Mm. <laughs> and then he got in the car, and as soon as we drove off, he said, now, Apostle, now I need to repent. I said, hey, that's the son of God. That's how you know who is who. Beloved, this message is twofold. Very first and very important part is, excuse me, that God is looking for fruit from your life. What is God getting for all the investments he has already made in your life? Many times answers to prayer are tied to fruitfulness. I know Jesus paid for everything. But God is a husband man. And Jesus said it, it's in red. That if you are not bearing fruit, you are removed. So the proponents of eternal security ought to pay attention to the warnings. God is an investment. He's an investor. He's a farmer. He's investing in our lives and he's looking for fruit. And when Jesus went to that fig tree and didn't find fruit. He said, no man eat of you anymore. And the thing died. To remain fruitless. 
and continue to expect more and more and more from God is asinine. You need to wake up and repent. And then, in the journey of glory, you ought to pay attention to key people that God has used to bless you at specific times, to be the facilitator of God's provisions and breakthroughs in your life. Right now, he's having me to acknowledge some of those people and even go back and bring them back into my life to, to add resurrection grace to whatever is going on with them. That's how you pay back. Sometimes you pay forward, but you also pay back. Hallelujah. I was talking to a guy. I knew him in the years of his struggles. There were seven of them, young men, serving with him in this evangelistic ministry. Times were tough. We were helping them out the best we could. I even went and started driving. When they finally got a van, nobody knew how to drive. I had to drive for them, you see. And they struggled and struggled only to see today how God had blessed that man. My God, he has a university. He has a hospital. He has a radio station. He has churches everywhere. And I asked him, what happened to the guys that were with you in those tough times? He said, even though some of them left him in frustration during that time, he said, I had to stop and look back and bring them all along. And today, everybody's blessed. That's the way it goes. <laughs> You're blessed to be a blessing. It's not a, an easy place to be because sometimes people are making all kinds of demands on me and my flesh starts warring against me and I have to fight against my flesh. Some people have made me <laughs> their source of provisions. And no matter what comes up, they just come to me and you know, expect me to just pony up the money. I said, do you still pray and look to God? <laughs> it's not easy. But you must go from selfishness to giving back. Pay attention to people God used. See where they are. Help them. Some of them may not even be doing as well. Help them today. Keep sharing the blessing. He says, if you scatter, you increase. If you hold back, you go back to want. This is a challenge for everybody. Learn it. It's the way of the glory. And God will bless your life over and over. In the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I feel in the name of the Father, Son, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Ghost. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Get Jessica's album, Let There Be Light. Get involved with Glory Fall. Sow into it and help us reach America for the Lord Jesus. We want his name re-enthroned as the God over this country. And blessing will be everywhere. The curses will be broken. And our children will no longer be confused and trying to change their sex and all. These are demons manifesting. Parents that are living godless lives and demons are influencing the pregnancy and children are coming are confused. This is utter confusion. But if the Lord returns as the God of this nation and is honored, he will cause the crooked path to be made straight. The rough places we made plain. The mountain shall be brought low. The valley shall be exalted. But watch this. And our lives shall be filled with the glory of God. Amen and amen. It's a great way to end this week. I love these messages because they're fresh of the press. God is sending them now to help us become who he has called us to be. 
May God bless you. Support the voice of resurrection and be blessed. In Jesus' name. Amen. When death is coming.